0: There's been important developments around the political battle over cadre deployment. First, the High Court in Swano said yesterday that the DA's claim that cadre deployment is unconstitutional is wrong. It ruled against the DA. The judge said the DA's case was built on speculation and conjecture. Then the DA said it was going to publicly release all of the details and the records of the ANC's cadre deployment committee meetings that it was given by the ANC earlier this week after a different court ruling saying the ANC had to give these documents to the DA. Then the ANC said it was going to release its own records. In other words, as I understood it, it was releasing its records rather than just giving them to the DA. So I suppose if you want to go and look at the ANC's cadre deployment records, you could go to the DA's website or the ANC's website to go and look at that. Dr. Leon Schreiber is the DA shadow minister for public service administration. Dr. Schreiber, good morning. be with you again. Firstly, do you accept yesterday's court ruling? A governing party has the right to influence appointments to government.
1: Well, of course, we're a party anchored in the rule of law, so we respect the judgment, but we fundamentally disagree with it, and we think it makes a couple of uh, serious errors, so we will be appealing that particular judgment. I think it's quite interesting that at a, a certain point in the ruling, the judgment refers to the bright line of separation that is supposed to exist between the party and the state, and that is, of course, exactly what we uh, have brought before the court. The issue that catered deployment actually erases that line, and uh, I mean we don't agree at all with with uh, your introduction there about conjecture. In fact, some of the very same minutes that we have now released publicly were also submitted to the Zondo Commission, and we tabled some of those minutes in front of the court as well. And so there's, there's clearly very hard direct evidence from the ANC about how its members are disciplined if they don't follow the, the prescripts of the deployment committee, how the deployment committee looks for ANC membership and loyalty, and even blocks appointments uh, in instances where it disagrees. So uh, we will follow, of course, and respect the process, but we will definitely be appealing this ruling. So do you disagree
0: with the principle, then, that a governing party should be able to influence appointments?
1: Well, the the, the point is that the Constitution disagrees. That's Section 1973 of the Constitution says that no one may be favoured or disfavored uh, just because they support or don't support, support a particular political party or cause in the public administration. And if you look at Section 195 of the Constitution as well, there's a long list of Uh, values like transparency, for example, that must be upheld in the public administration. And obviously we've seen in recent days that the ANC uh, was desperate to not have transparency around um, the issue of catered deployment and how it intervenes uh, in these appointments. Um, I've said from the start, of course, that when it comes to political office bearers or also political appointees, like your chief of staff or spokesperson or advisor, whose term in office is linked to a particular politician that that is not the issue uh, with cater deployment the issue is when it extends that into the administration into the civil service state owned enterprises and we see this really um, mm. in vivid detail in the records that we have now released
0: okay i'm going to come to the records in just a moment there are a lot of issues here and we just need to be very clear on what we're talking about um you you quote the constitution but a judge would also, and I presume, have a better understanding of the Constitution. I don't mean to be rude, but but I'm presuming would have you know, a judicial understanding of the Constitution. And the judge says this is what a political, in fact, was a full bench, this is what a political party can do. They can influence appointments. And if you don't influence appointments as a governing party,
1: what's the point of being in government? Well, of course, the, the bottom line uh, when it comes to the Constitution is the Constitutional Court. And we will obviously have to look at whether we go to the appeals court first, but I'm pretty sure as we speak that this case should actually end up in front of the constitutional court because of the, the uh, seriousness of the constitutional issues that it raises. I mean, um, I, could, I could rehash our entire argument to you, Stephen, about the right to equality, for example, in the Bill of Rights that is undermined when you have things like a CADA deployment database, which we've now also uncovered, that essentially gives an inside track to certain people who are favoured within the party. Um, I've mentioned things uh, like like transparency, and also you know the impact on service delivery that uh, that we saw in in judgments, previous judgments, uh, that the, like the Glenister judgment, for example. Mm. So um, we're not going to get into a back and forth with the court. We respect that this is a, a court that has made a ruling, but we are going to appeal. And keep in mind, of course, that we went through th- three different court sure. cases. Uh, in the in the matter of the minutes as well. So there's nothing untoward or strange about that, but we think a co- another court would come to a very different conclusion.
0: Okay, well, let's see. All right, the documents now, the ANC documents, they're on your website. I understand they're on the ANC website as well. What exactly are these documents? I know there's a large volume of them. You'd have to go through them. What yeah. exactly are they?
1: Well, I must just say it's very funny that they are now on the ANC's website after the ANC spent three court cases and three cost orders trying to never, ever have these things made public. So it just shows you what, what some public and political pressure can achieve, that those things are now on their own website. Um, yes, we have over 1,300 pages of um, records, and they encompass a couple of different elements. So there are meeting minutes. But then there are also things like uh, a WhatsApp group, and this is quite a big revelation that we obviously did not know about before. There is actually a catered deployment WhatsApp group where um, the the committee would encourage its members uh, to put forward names, to um, you know, to scrutinise uh, shortlists or suggestions <laughs> suppose, from the minister on who should be appointed, um, and then in many cases they would actually, on that WhatsApp group, say no, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, we don't have enough people uh, from the ANC or whatever the case may be in this particular appointment. We've also got email threads. And and this is quite an important one because, again, it demonstrates the link between the deployment committee and the um, government officials who are supposed to be making the appointment. And this is a really important point because it again shows that these aren't just random discussions by a private organization. They are actually, the outcomes are communicated Mm -hmm to people in the state in order to influence appointments Um, and then of course we have a a range of letters written by the deployment committee in one case um, a letter from the secretary of the deployment committee to the minister of justice objecting to the role of the chief justice in the appointment of constitutional court judges so a real plethora uh, of information there
0: um does this only relate to the period from 2018 to 2021
1: or are there documents from the period before that Yes, that's a very important question, Stephen. And we will be announcing at a press briefing tomorrow additional steps that we are taking, because we have seen that the vast majority of all of this information happens to only be from the period after 2018, um, and we think that there are very, very serious um, uh, issues that the ANC would actually have to answer. Because you will remember that our PIA request and what yes, was we went back to 2013. Yes, exactly. That's what was confirmed okay. by the Concord. And we just don't have that.
0: Okay. The ANC had previously given documents from this period, 2018 to 2021, to the Zondo Commission. So is there really anything new that you're publishing now, along with the ANC, that hadn't been published before in the Zondo Commission?
1: Yes. I think the the, the number of pages, for example, of the minutes that were submitted to the Zondo Commission um, ran into maybe uh, 100 or, or something like that. As I said, we now have over 1,300 pages of documents um, because it now involves WhatsApp conversations. It involves those email threads that I spoke about. And it even involves, you know, CVs and, and the database of, of, I think they call it caders for consideration is the title on that document. Uh, so this is indeed all new information that we did not previously have.
0: Dr. Leon Schreiber, thank you. DA Shadow Minister for Public Service and Administration, 14 minutes to 80 with SAFM. Dr. Seelan Naidu is a principal associate at Public Ethos, Cons- uh, Ethos Consulting, has been looking at this issue of cadre deployment in more depth. Uh, Dr. Naidu, good morning and thank you for your time. You've suggested, actually, that this whole fight is a sort of uh, red herring, that we're fighting a- over the wrong thing, or I think you used the phrase, a pseudo problem. Why do you say that?
2: Good morning Stephen. thanks for for inviting me to this uh, fascinating conversation. and it's one that yeah, I, I hope that we can um, elevate in some ways. That's really been been w- what I've been trying to do. It's a pseudo problem or red herring because as far as I'm concerned, um, the the uh, you know with with all respect, uh, Dr. Schreiber is tilting at windmills. You know, as, as as the Gauteng High Court found and has confirmed, and something that I said uh, four months ago when I wrote the article that you're quoting, um, Section 1971 is quite uh, is quite clear. The public service must loyally execute the lawful policies of the government of the day. Section 1973 says uh, no employee may be favoured or prejudiced only because that person supports a particular party or cause. So it certainly allows for political parties to uh, to to make appointments at every level of government. Um, And uh, so 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 to to claim that that is unconstitutional, I think really is tilting at windmills. I think that's going to be a a lost cause, although I must say that I was glad to to see that the, the ANC ultimately released its records. Um, what worries me, though, is is that yeah, I find it quite disingenuous of the DA that they have not released their records. Mm-hmm. You know, so for example, um, how many DA members have been deployed in the Western Cape government, or in the city of Cape Town, or in Tswane or Joburg previously? Uh, it you know one would imagine that the DA would say, look, I mean, these are our members that we've mm-hmm. deployed. These you know these are their qualifications and so on. But they haven't done that, um, so, so I find that quite uh, quite um, strange. You know, that's something that that I think needs to be dealt with. We spoke. But, hmm, I'm, yeah, sorry, sorry, to sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, we we heard analysis from the governance expert Sandile Swana. He came on SFM last week, and he made the point in his view. For him, and I'm I'm not quoting him. Uh, this is my memory of it. He said the real wrongness of cadre deployment was that it discriminated against black people who are not ANC members. And I think you're sort of inferring really that it was a kind of apartheid. If you weren't an ANC member, you still wouldn't get you still wouldn't get a job. Um what do you make of that sort of analysis? I hear what you say legally and technically, but I mean what do you make of that kind of comment? Quite a strong comment, I thought
2: yeah and one that's untrue actually, if you you know, because one can quote um, you know various instances of of uh, non ANC members getting very senior appointments in SOEs. You know Andre Durater, Mark Bonds at the Post Office, uh, Andrew Coleman. I mean, uh, you know, there's a litany of those. So there are many sort of counter examples to that, which I think disprove that point. Um, but it'd be very interesting to look at the details. You know, I, I mean, one, one, you know, if if somebody's been been uh, if the only consideration for appointing someone was that they were a member of the ANC, well that would be problematic. Um, if uh, if appointment processes were sort of skirted uh, if, to favor somebody, that would be problematic. you know but we must talk about the details. These sort of sweeping statements mm-hmm. are not helpful at all.
0: Dr. Celine Naidu, thank you, Principal Associate at Public Ethos Consulting. Really appreciate the time. Uh, you've heard from the DA. You've heard from Dr. Naidu. The ANC spoke to Eldrin on behind the headline, beyond the headline uh, yesterday. Uh, that uh, pot- that interview available for you on our podcast site.